Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. You looking warm over there. I'm quite warm. It's going to be 88 today. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, no. Whatever shall I do? Yeah, exactly. It's warm and beautiful outside. So a couple weeks ago, we did the Knight in Shining Armor, the Warrior Mm -hmm. Savior. And last week, we did the Placating Caretaker, the Damsel in Distress. Yes. And now you're going to talk about them when they hook up. Yeah. Because, you know. They so often do. (laughs) If you're listening to this, you've probably recognized yourself in both archetypes and you've probably recognized your partners in both archetypes (laughs) because, you know, I've I've gotten so many questions. So many people have reached out to me from these two episodes. It's not even funny. They're just like, yeah, it's me. It's me. It's me. I'm like, I know. I know. (laughs) This is why I said it. And they're like, but, 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 but can I be both? And the answer is yes, you probably are both. So we talk a lot about shaman on here. We don't talk a lot about Tantra. Okay. Tantra is, uh, you know, for anybody who's heard of it in Western culture, they probably think of it as a sexual practice, but it's actually a spiritual practice that has a sexual component. And it's often taught in the U.S. in absentia, (laughs) you know, in without the spiritual component associated with it, it's usually just taught as a sexual component, which is a very imbalanced way of learning it. But Tantric practices at their heart, uh, the spiritual practice, is about balancing the masculine and the feminine within. And it's about bringing both into form in your life and in your beingness. When we talk about the damsel in distress and the knight in shining armor, 
I want you to think of it not just as you and your partner. I want you to think of it as you and you, okay. your masculine and your feminine balancing within and whether they are in their healthy side or in their shadow side. Well, the one thing we really didn't talk a lot about, or I don't remember talking about, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We didn't talk a lot about the rescuer aspect of the knight in shining armor, not very deeply. One of the things that manifests for the knight in shining armor fairly often is the rescuer. Okay. It's like, oh, you're a damsel in distress. Let me come and rescue you. Because this is one of the ways in which the knight feels powerful and strong. It's like, oh, look, look at me. I can rescue you. And they will oftentimes rescue people who are either not in need of rescuing, who don't appreciate it, inserting themselves into situations in which they their opinion was not requested nor required, <laughs> or they will quote unquote, rescue people who are just takers, people okay. who will allow you to take care of them as long as you feel like. And the exchange is, I will take from you and you will feel good about yourself. <laughs> and that ultimately ends up being problematic for obvious reasons, because, you know, eventually you start to feel taken advantage of because you are being taken advantage <laughs> of. <laughs> Go figure. And then there's the actual person who is in their damsel in distress and who, who is asking to be rescued because they're just, they don't know how to rescue themselves. The goal is not to become a better knight or damsel or a better rescuer or, you know, victim, but to instead learn how to become your own warrior and rescue yourself. Because if you've ever watched the Shell Silverstein uh, video on the missing piece, finding someone who fits perfectly the missing piece that you have is very difficult. Right. Much easier to just be a whole circle of sphere yourself and find another whole sphere and roll along together, right? Yeah. We're going to talk about this from two contexts today. We're going to talk about it in terms of, you know, when you date each other, but we're also going to talk about it in terms of how you balance it with them. Okay. Because... They're effectively the same. So if you are in this kind of relationship, and typically people have aspects of both, but they have a dominant aspect. So I'm going to deal with the dominant aspect of one and the dominant aspect of the other. And you guys can mush and swish as you choose based on your own personal dynamics. Yep. I'm going to shift from knight in shining armor language to warrior, just because that's the healthier version and it's faster to say. <laughs> So to say warrior and damsel, because it's just easier. So when you are in your warrior, what you are seeking is a place of solace, a place where you can put down your battle armor and be safe, a place where you can feel loved without feeling beat upon. Because remember, warrior love is, hey, you've got a soft spot here. Poke, 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 poke. Right. Right. It's not very lovey, you know, cushy. But the warrior has a very hard time putting down that sword and that armor because they don't trust that there's not going to be another attack coming or another just for your own good poke coming. They don't, they don't trust it. The job of the caretaker, so the damsel caretaker, because I'm going to see caretaker on this. The job of the caretaker in the relationship is to hold a space for the warrior and remind them that you are not the enemy and that in fact you are safe space and that you're never going to attack them. So I want to just clarify one word you just said there. 
-hmm. when you said the job of the caretaker, what you're talking about there is that this is part of the role that they take on in this relationship, not necessarily that we should be aiming to be in this type of a relationship. Okay. Thank you for that. Here's the thing. If you're in this relationship, there are some things that are going wrong right right now. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to tell you the things that are going wrong right now. Thing number one is that the warrior is dominating the crap out of the caretaker. They are telling them what to do, how to do it, and when to do it, and how high to jump. And they are never satisfied with whatever comes back from the caretaker. Caretaker can never do well enough because the warrior is a perfectionist. (laughs) And and they don't see it as being unreasonable because they are even more perfectionistic with themselves. Right. And so the caretaker is feeling unappreciated, unloved, and unwelcome in the relationship. And as a result, the caretaker will do passive aggressive things to sabotage the warrior. (laughs) (laughs) Like not doing something they said they were going to do and letting the warrior swing in the wind when they find out and they don't have enough time to deal with it. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I supposed to do that? I forgot. Passive aggressive stuff. Because that's how the caretakers get their own back, is that they they are passive aggressive. And the warriors are just using that as more fuel to fuel their belief structure that the caretaker is incompetent. And therefore, they will become more controlling. <laughs> and the cycle continues. Yeah. And it goes, ah, and the respect levels go, ah, you know, it's not good. Both sides start lacking respect and they start beating on each other in their own respective ways. And the power struggle ensues. Power struggle gets really bad if you do what I did in my first marriage, which is you pretend you're a damsel, but you're actually a warrior. And you marry a knight in shining armor who wanted to rescue you. And then you go, oh, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And now you're like, oh, we both want to wrest control from the other. And then the power struggle is terrible. (laughs) The struggle is real. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't recommend that. Don't lie. (laughs) Be who you are. <laughs> I, I screwed that one up royally. You know, that was my bad. But when this is happening, this is what's going on. If you want to break the pattern that when I said you, your job is, the job was, I, I, I didn't say this piece first. So thank you for that. Your job, if you want to break the pattern as the caretaker, your job is to make the warrior feel loved and safe because the warrior They won't admit it, sometimes even to themselves, but they're exhausted from holding the container all the time. Right. To have the caretaker hold the container for them for a while for the relationship to say, this is a safe space for you. I am not the enemy. I love you no matter what. You know, hug them and squeeze them while they they throw their temper tantrum, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And until they they go, oh, it's okay. Okay. (sighs) You know? You know, you got there when the tears come because there are a lot of tears inside. Let me tell you the warrior, if they want to break the pattern, the job is to make the, make space for the caretaker to have a role and to serve a function Okay, and to appreciate what they are being given. The warrior needs to feel loved. The caretaker needs to feel appreciated. Appreciation is love to the caretaker. And I'm going to speak to you warrior women out there. I can do it myself. I am capable. 
I'm, I'm, I've got this. I'm good. Nope. Don't need you. All good. That shit has got to stop. Just because you can do it does not mean you should do it. Yes. If you get let down, you're capable of picking it up again. Doesn't mean that you shouldn't let somebody else be part of your life and help you out. It's actually really lovely. I would highly recommend it. So when they say, can I do something for you? You say, why, yes, thank you. (laughs) This is how you make space for someone to be relevant in your life. And that's really what the caretaker wants is they want to be relevant. They want to be needed. They want to be loved and appreciated. So you have to let down that I don't need nothing from nobody thing. Right. You got to put that sword down that goes, yeah, screw you. I got this. Boosh, right. Put it down. Put it down. It's okay. It's that whole bitch in a box thing, right? Right. You talked about. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Just think about it this way. And I I have to be really grateful. I had a roommate for nine years who was the most soft-spoken, beautiful, lovely human. And he was just like, he was skittish. When I first met him, he was like darting in and out of rooms and like all afraid to upset anything. And so I pulled way back to make space for him to feel safe in his house. And I treated him with kid gloves. And I, I was like, are you okay? Is everything, how do you feel? It was a conscious effort for me for the first few years to really be like, okay, no, you can't just come in and go douche to, to this person. They don't, they don't they respond well it. to that. Yeah. It's, you're going to really hurt him. And that would be mean because he's a really sweet guy. <laughs> don't do that. So he really taught me this skill. And it was very much about being aware of how much of a bull in a china shop I was because I was a big bull. I still am sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bang it, bang it, bang it. And so what you want to do is you want to soften. That's the goal, to soften, to allow space for the other person, to allow that there are ways to do things that aren't yours that are still fully functional, to allow <laughs> that that the other person has a purpose. And when that happens, the caretaker will blossom because they feel appreciated. The thing you have to understand is that the the warrior is in service to the world. This is the mindset of the warrior is I'm in service to the world. I have to fix the world. The caretaker is in service to the warrior. They're the, the strength behind the strength. And they just need the love and adoration of the person that they're serving. Whereas the warrior needs to see that they have accomplished their goal. It's that duty and service and, you know, all that other stuff that goes with it. Because the warrior is so externally focused, they often completely ignore the role of the caretaker because they're not paying attention to what's behind them. They're paying attention to what's in front of them. That is the fatal flaw of the warrior. The caretaker is so in service to the warrior that they forget to notice what's going on with themselves. And that is their fatal flaw. And they will give and give and give and then fall down and die. Now, how do you deal with this internally? Right. Internally, what you have to recognize is that when you're walking this path, your warrior is trying to go out and find value in the world. That's what the warrior is seeking. This warrior is seeking their value. The caretaker in your inner self is your inner child and your inner child is going, but, 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 but I'm tired. I'm tired. 
I'm hungry. That's your inner caretaker speaking, your inner child going, what about me? And that's where we get angry and cranky and bitchy and, you know, steamrollery. (laughs) (laughs) When we don't get our way. I had a phone call the other day with somebody who uh, is part of an organization that I was trying to do an application for that suddenly after a year and a half, she decided to make my application a priority when I told her I didn't have time and she didn't hear my no. (laughs) And uh, my inner cranky inner child came out because I was coming off my prednisone. So my filters were very low. And my inner cranky child came out and went, what part of the word no did you not understand? And she was like, whoa, but, and she tried manipulation and she tried guilt and she tried demanding and she tried everything there was. And I was just like, I teach this for a living and I'm not going to have you sit here and manipulate me when I've said no. I got off the phone with her and I was like, "Mm, okay, we're taking the rest of the day off. (laughs) (laughs) But she deserved what she got because she was not hearing my no. And she was not listening to my boundaries and she was tromping right over them and she had no right to. Not that anybody has any right to tromp all over your boundaries ever, but she most of all really didn't have any right for anything. When we get into our inner child, our inner caretaker, we're often very young when we get into that place emotionally. And so when we get in that place, we're not very good at coming up with solutions because we're pre-logic in that space. We don't really develop the ability to uh, think things through until we're about seven years old. And most of us, when we get into that space, are younger than that. It's very difficult to say, well, what do I need? Because you're already in that pre-logic state emotionally. This is where learning how to bilocate is super helpful. Being able to stand in the observer mind and look at yourself in your four-year-old, five-year-old cranky temper tantrum space and say, okay, I'm five years old right now. Right. Okay. It's not serving me to be five years old right now. What do I need to get out of my five-year-old temper tantrum? Is there value to work with that five-year-old when you're in that space? Or are you too in the emotional point when you pop there that it's you can't do real work? So the answer to that is yes and no. In the beginning, it's very difficult to do the work when you're in that space because there's a part of you that's in judgment of that space at the same time as you're in it. There's part of you that's really pissed at yourself for being there. Right. And so you can't work with the energy as long as you're judging it. So your best bet in the beginning is just to try and pull yourself out of it, to recognize how you got there and to address and adjust to make sure your needs get met so you don't end up there again. Later in your process, as you've gotten through the judgment and you've been able to release that, being in the energy of it can be useful. Because then you get to express the emotions and you get to release all of the emotions of all the times before when you were frustrated and you didn't get your needs met and nobody cared and nobody looked at you and said, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. That can be helpful. But you can only do that if you can fully give yourself permission to do it. Okay. Great question. Ultimately, what we're shooting for, okay, the healthy version 
of this internally is the queen, the sovereign of her own territory. She is inside that this is the inner world, right? She queen or king. If you're a guy, it's a king, but you're sovereign over your own inner world. You know, every inch of it, you, you know where the dirty spots are, you know where the rats live, you know where the, the beautiful cushy bed is, you know what the most beautiful room in the house is, you know every part of your inner territory mm-hmm. and it, you are responsible for it and you are sovereign over it. You are a steward of it. Okay. And externally, you have the queen's guard, the warrior who stands at the gate and says, this is my queen's territory. And you don't get to pass unless I give you permission. And I will defend my queen's territory against all intruders. Not from a place of I'm about to be attacked, but from a grizzled old warrior who, you know, somebody comes up and bounces off of you like this lady did to me the other day, (laughs) which if I had not been on prednisone withdrawal, I would not have gone into the yank. Uh, To be honest, I was was actually pretty good with her, but, but I could have been better which would have been, you know, you're really pushing on my boundaries here. I said what was true for me. This is not acceptable behavior, and I'm not going to continue with this. So please don't contact me again. That would have been a reasonable response. I mostly kept my mouth shut, got her off the phone, and then called her supervisor because I just <laughs> because I couldn't, I couldn't do the more rational you know, grizzled old warrior response. That's her being the young buck warrior going, fight me, fight me. I need to prove myself against you. And, you know, the grizzled old warrior looks at the kid and goes, you really don't want this battle. You're not going to win. It's not going to be good for you. And battle is not fun. I've been through enough of them to know that battle is not fun. And I know you don't know this yet, but I'm going to be kind to you and ignore you. (laughs) because if I'm, if I don't ignore you, you're going to get hurt and I don't want to hurt you. That's not the goal. I used to be you. I understand that's where the just disengage statement is. And so, you know, I like everybody have my good days and my bad. (laughs) My bad day was actually far better than it would have been 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) This is part of the process. And I'm outing myself on this because, you know, I don't want you to think that you're ever perfect. Right. I mean, this is this is a process no matter what. Yeah. And we all have good days and bad days. And this this pandemic is making more of the days bad than uh, than usual. You know, when you add medication into the process that lowers some of the defenses as well. And so, you know, there's all kinds of fun stuff that (laughs) comes out of that. So the key is to have that grizzled old warrior stance at the door where you're not going looking for a fight. It's not the, it's not the warrior who's been on duty for 48 hours straight and hasn't slept and everything that comes by looks like a, a threat right. and you fire at whatever shows up. Yep. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the warrior who had a good night's sleep the night before, went to bed early, feels good today, well worked out, ready for anything that shows up not really expecting it, but prepared, not really looking for it, really would prefer not to. But you know, if if you got to bring it, bring it. I'm here. I'm prepared. That's the type of warrior I'm talking about, the spiritual warrior. So that's a change from that knight in shining armor. Here I come to save the day, always going to rescue somebody, whether they want it or not, whether they need it or not. Right. The ability to handle yourself 
is different than the ability to force everybody to be handled. Is that a, an aspect of that becoming the full sphere unto yourself and authentic yeah. to who you are? Yeah. Is there a caregiver uh, version of that, the, the whole sphere caregiver, who is also still maybe caring for people, not a warrior in themselves, but still not dependent on that aspect like they were as the damsel? Yeah. So the, uh, the caregiver turns into the sovereign. And so the, the key in that is balancing self-care with care of others. Okay. And so when you learn to take good care of yourself, then you learn not to overgive in your caring of others. When you learn to value yourself, you don't have to give yourself away to feel like you are worthy of love. Okay. And so it's that, that balancing of those two spheres. Okay. And it's the same thing with the warrior. The yeah. warrior is balancing the need to defend their own territory with the need to, to not be encroached upon by others. The goal is to not try to push yourself into others, yeah. but not allow them to invade into you either. Yeah. And the sovereign is a great archetype for that balanced caregiver because there is an aspect of a warrior within a sovereign as well. The ability yeah. to defend one's, one's people and take care of them while not falling too much to one side or the other. Yeah. It's, it's stewardship. Yes. It's good stewardship of yourself and your domain. I like the way that we've dived into this sort of three set thing here because we really dove into the, I don't want to say the negative elements of the archetype in the, the first shadow. two episodes. Yeah. The shadow sides, the, the things that were not an ideal characteristics of those, of those archetypes. But we, when we bring it together, there's still shadow when they're in a relationship if they're not working to make themselves the the sovereign and the and the warrior in that case right. the spiritual warrior awesome well this has been fantastic happy 100 happy 100 is there anything you want to say to bring the archetype trilogy here to a close yeah i say this a lot but i'm going to say it again be kind to yourself one of the biggest things that happens when people really dig into these is that they start going, oh, I suck. Oh, I suck. I should be better at this. I should be better at that. Stop shooting on yourself, please. Please be kind to yourself. One of the things I want you to recognize is that self-judgment is a resistance to change. So the more time you spend in judgment and beating yourself up for something you could have, should have, would have, the more time you spend not doing it. So stop with the recriminations and just go fix it. Perfect. Well, that is all that we have for this week, but be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C., here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A.com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Production. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea 
what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.